Rescued. I've got another email in asking for a few more details about how to do a head-to-toe exam and if I could read into it why to do a head-to-toe exam. Uh, it's extremely important from an advanced life support standpoint but it is also important from a medical first response standpoint and I think even when we're dealing with basic CPR and first aid as we look at what we're, we're up against when we come across somebody who may be unconscious, semi-conscious, or injured, it's vital that we do not get too monoscopic. I mean, not too zeroed in on the obvious because there could be some peripheral things that are going on as well. And it's vitally important for us to keep an eye on that as well. What we really are doing by doing the head-to-toe exam is that we're making sure that we're prioritizing things that need to be dealt with immediately. So obviously, looking at the airway, the breathing, and the circulation, as well as any major bleeding, is going to be vital to anybody who's trying to offer first aid to a victim. We want to make sure they have an open airway. We want to make sure that they're breathing on their own. And if they're not, we're going to give rescue breathing if trained to do so. And then if they're not circulating any blood, obviously they're in cardiac arrest, uh, then we're going to be, pro be providing full CPR. The, the other portion of that is also looking for major bleeding. We're talking about bright red blood, spurting blood, pulsating blood, which would indicate an arterial bleed. People can lose a lot of blood in a short amount of time, and we'll want to put direct pressure if there's a non-bone fracture. If there is a bone fracture, we may have to go to something like a, uh, a pressure point management. And in a worst-case scenario, like when we're dealing with wilderness first aid or a really, really extended response time for advanced life support, we may even consider a tourniquet. But again, that's life over death, life over limb, and that's never in the first option box. It's always the last ditch effort to try to save a life. Um, in many cases, direct pressure, elevation above the heart uh, will usually maintain a great uh, blood clot and stop most major bleeding. Uh, in all the years that I've been on the ambulance, I don't think I've ever had to use a tourniquet to stop a major bleed. And if it's internal bleeding, a tourniquet's obviously not going to help anyway. So... Um, as we're doing a head-to-toe exam, we're not touching the patient. We're literally going over the body with our eyes, looking from the over the head to see if there's any indentations, to see if there's any fracture, obvious fractures or open skull wounds that we can take note of. Is there bleeding from the ears, nose, mouth, bleeding from behind the head? Is there any pooling blood behind? So we don't have to touch. We can just kind of look around the patient and see if we see any of this stuff. We're looking for obvious deformity of any kind of bones. We're looking for uh, uh, bone sticking through the skin. We're looking for uh, a deformity that's not through the skin but is obviously showing that there's a fracture. A lot of swelling, traumatic bruising. So we're checking all of this stuff as we're going over the patient. It's vital that we try to do no further harm. And, and again, what you're really doing as the first aider, the CPR provider, is not so much checking for all of these advanced injuries so that you can actually try to treat them yourself, but more so that you can reveal that to the dispatch system or to the arriving emergency medical service providers that are coming 
to help. So um, the head to toe exam is a great way to check for other serious injuries that might not be noted because they're unconscious and that's taking all of our attention. Um, it's going to help us to help the responding EMS providers so that they have a better idea of what they're dealing with and what they're going to have to prepare for. And then lastly, one great thing I love about the head-to-toe exam is it's a great way to double-check a child or a friend, especially during athletic events, to see if they're hurt or see if there's things that they're not feeling but we can see it before they just jump right up and return to play. So it's a, it's a really good... Um, it's a good policy to follow that whenever somebody falls, gets hurt, even if it's minor, just do a quick head-to-toe exam. Make sure there's nothing that we're missing. Make sure there aren't any angulations or de deformities. Uh, make sure there isn't any major bleeding or, or problems like that. And then we can begin asking the person if they are awake, um, how are they feeling? Well, one note to, to make here is when you're asking a person how they're feeling, try to do it with open-ended questions. Don't ask them specifics like, does your head hurt? Are you having chest pain? Does your stomach hurt? Um, those things are too closed, and you can actually insinuate things to the patient, and then they might just agree with you. So it's really a lot better just to keep them open, like, are you feeling any pain anywhere? And then just be silent and let them describe it. Let them give you their own assessment of how they're feeling and what they're complaining of. Don't finish their sentences for them. You could skew the... Uh, the interview, and you might get false answers. So just a note there, but I hope that helps. That's what the head-to-toe exam is used for primarily with lay rescuers, and um, if I get people asking more to do an episode on more advanced features of the head-to-toe, the primary assessment and secondary assessment, I'd love to do that, but again, that's more for licensed personnel. But at this point, for people that are providing CPR and first aid, this might put more of a reason behind why we do a head-to-toe exam and why it might be beneficial. So from Roy on Rescue, hope you have a great day. Go forth and rescue. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.